is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts. Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Welcome live to the SWBC Mortgage Living Room in Frisco, Texas. Welcome to the only show brave enough to do a show on a holiday. Happy Memorial Day. Remember what this day is all about. Thank you to everyone that has served, everyone that has paid the ultimate price. Remember what this day is about. It's not, it doesn't really just kick off summer, but it's a lot deeper than that. So thanks to everyone out there that is currently serving and has served, and all the, all the friends and family of those people as well. How are we doing today, fellows? We're going to do a short show because we have things to do. Not really, but we're going to act like no, we, we don't. don't. <laughs> no, we don't. So, no, we don't. How, are, how are y'all doing? How you doing? Jesse, you good? I'm good, man. I want to start the show off by saying salute to all the men and women uh, 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 on the service. Uh, a special shout out to my Uncle Burley, who is a veteran and who has recovered and come back uh, from the COVID-19 oh, uh, virus. Wow, nice. So he is, a, he is a fighter through and through. Thank you for all that you've done for me in my life, Uncle Burley. I appreciate you. I love you. Uh, salute to you. Keep fighting. Keep getting better. Uh, I love you. Kurt? Nice. Yes, sir. How are you guys today? Doing? Great. I'm doing all right, you know. It's a rainy Monday morning, but other than that, it's good to see you guys. Brighten my day a little bit. Oh, that's so sweet. Nate, how you doing? <laughs> you look beautiful. Hey, I just want to say thank you to Mother Gross, and I'm trying to make my head as big as your son's, oh, and uh, by getting close to it. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know he was, I know it was a hell of a job trying to serve and correct this kid as he was growing up. Thank you to all the Gross family. <laughs> I don't know how good I don't know how good of a job she did, but she tried. Bless her heart. So, oh, all right. Let's get right into it since we're going to do a little bit of a shorter show today. Alden Smith news came out last week after the show. He's reinstated. I want to know. He hasn't played since 2015. It looks great on paper. The man looks great on Instagram. He looks like a beast. But what should we expect from this guy being out of the league that long? Should we expect any production at all? Is it going to take him a year to get up to speed? Can we expect how many plays should we expect? Jesse, Kurt, what do you guys think? And Nate, um, Nate if you want to jump in there. I'll use an analogy that Tony Atlas, the, the great Hall of Fame boxing trainer, uh, recently, we saw Mike Tyson come out with these videos about how he's ready to get back in the ring, and he's training, he's fighting, and it looks phenomenal, right? And we remember the Iron Mike Tyson of old. And Tony Atlas said, but, but no one's hitting him back. He's hitting these pads, and yes, he does look ferocious, and he has the moves, and he goes, but, but no one's hitting him back. And then Tony Atlas begin to go, and then he goes, don't I look good too? But until someone hits you, and you can show all the workout videos you want, but this guy's been out of football for almost four and a half, five years. And, and while he was playing, he was one of the best. But there is something about when you step away from this game, 
for that long of a period, the game evolves, it changes, your body changes, you're not, you know, you get older, you're not as quick anymore, you're not as strong as you used to be, you're not as, you know, your mind has to kind of get back into the swing of things. And one of the biggest things is your body takes on this trauma, right? When, when you're playing football, and Nate can attest to this, it's this level of trauma that your body takes that you mentally and physically have to get used to doing again. And that takes some time for you to be able to take those bumps and bruises and still be able to kick and be able to still, you know, be kicking and still going at a high level. So I, I don't know. It's a huge gamble. I don't know what he's going to be physically and mentally once he gets back on the football field, but he looks good in the workouts. I don't think you can really plan on anything with him. You sh- this Cowboys shouldn't go into this season saying, oh, we're going to get, you know, so many snaps from him and three sacks or whatever. I mean, like Jesse says, he's been gone so long. I think anything you get from him is gravy. I mean, it, it's just a little extra on top. But you can't plan your season around what this guy's going to do because, it's just, like Jesse said, there's just no knowing. I tell you, he's right here, fellas. Uh, everything you guys have said is true to the game, man. Uh, what, what, this is what I believe is, once again, we have brought in Coach uh, Mike Nolan. We brought in Coach Tom Sulu. We brought in Al Harris. We brought in guys that have some type of a good reputation when it comes to defense. Once again, we've bought into a belief that these guys can take uh, average to above average guys. And I got to put uh, Alden into that category until he showed more that they can t- take with their system and scheme and a plethora of players that they're bringing in that they can have uh, above average defense that can make some plays to help the offense. Uh, uh, and even going into Randy Gregory, if you get these guys back and they uh, and they give you any production, that's great. But you still you still have to lean on the guys that uh, you call your stars. That's our two line, two young linebackers that need to return to form. That's our defensive end and Demarcus Lawrence. We need to find somebody on that back end that we can depend on. So. Uh, I'm with you guys, man. For much as we love the potential of our offense, our defense is right now is just is is just playing on an unlevel field until they can get in get in and start working. Are you are you that worried about the right defensive? It seems like right defensive end right now is just built on hope. You hope Randy Gregory back. You hope Alden Smith can play. You hope Tyron Crawford is is healthy. I mean that's that's a lot of ifs there on that position. Are are, are you worried at all about what's going to happen there? Uh, no, I, I, I'm not, because if you were worried, you would have drafted somebody higher than the second round. The Cowboys have told us that they feel good about this situation and that they'll pick somebody up once this thing get going to free agents. They've told you. See, one thing that I think that all of us, uh, especially with, this, with the sound thinking of Jesse Holly, we all see what they've done. It's all offense. We'll piece together the defense. We got a stud uh, left defensive end, supposedly. We got two uh, supposed don't to be him. coming. Don't, don't hit yeah. him with the supposedly. Don't, <laughs> the stud don't hit him supposedly. Don't, 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 don't throw a compliment with this hand and then throw a backhanded well, a Okay, but well, let me, let me be. The other hand. Th- thank you, Je- thank you, Jess. Let me be a little more specific. <laughs> when we play teams with winning records where we need our stars to stand up and shine, that's where I think my man has to go to the next level. I think that's where Tank Lawrence has to go to the next level. When we play the Philadelphia Eagles, when we play uh, 
when we what's what's the team? The Ravens. When we play these type team, that's where he has to show up big. So that's that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. I'm sorry because I would never disrespect Tank Lawrence. So you're right, Jesse. Slap me for even saying it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to answer your question, Shannon, I think that the Cowboys think when it comes to that right defensive end position, um, they're, they're they have options uh, and. They know what they have in tank. You have an elite, I'll say it, you have an elite defensive left, uh, left in. So you're fine over there. But I think with, you know, what they're looking for, that right defensive end, you lost Robert Quinn to free agency. You draft a guy like Bradley and I, who I absolutely love. I love then, him too. And then now you say, okay, if I can get something a little bit from Bradley and I, if I can get a little bit from... You know, Randy Gregor, if he gets reinstated, if I can get a little bit from Tyron Crawford, I can get a little bit from Alden Smith. We've now given ourselves a, a, a rotation. I'm not saying that you're depending on all of these guys to step up. But if each one of these guys can give us something, we've now given ourselves a plethora of options. Maybe maybe one time we need a guy who's more sturdy in the run game on that right in our right side and somebody may be able to step in there. Maybe, you know, maybe Bradley and I is coming off having a really good game or a really good couple of weeks. We can give him more reps there. You you're you're not forging your future on uh, on Alden Smith. You're saying we have options. We got a guy we drafted we're gonna give reps to. We got a guy now can go back to his natural position, the Tyrone Crawford to play defensive end where we originally wanted him to play. We have a young guy that's gonna be learning behind him. And then we have a guy who has pedigree of being a prolific player in the past. We don't know what he's going to be in the future, but we're not we're we're, we're not we're not mortgaging the house on saying if Alden Smith doesn't get back to form, we're screwed. No, we have a plethora of players there that we can come in and, and we can get a little bit of each one of those guys playing well. Now we're able to build a much stronger rotation with those guys. Yeah, so it, it, it is a little bit better than the wide receiver committee. I grant you that. <laughs> but until they do something. <laughs> that word it's certain words, but the Cowboys that I can't swallow clearly just yet, that word committee bothers me. <laughs> okay. So you're good with Lawrence Poe? McCoy along that oh, I'm line. With them guys. And then just then just a bunch of guys on the right side. Oh, way to go, Kurt. Way to just call them a bunch of guys. You're worse than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Kurt, I will, whenever we're able to go to the locker room, I want you to go in the locker room and I'm going to introduce you as this is Kurt. Oh, yeah. The four of you are just a bunch of guys. Oh, they're <laughs> They're way, way beyond me. I shouldn't say that. I hey, but hey, the players, last time, great. The last time Kurt did that, he kick-started a kid's career, a snake bite. <laughs> got him a big old, old fat contract. And, yeah. Yeah. Got the veteran kicked out of town. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, it's all me, right? All right, I want to go – I want to go – I want to talk about Jamal Adams, but I'm going to wait until after the break because I have a feeling when Jesse gets started and Nate gets started, <laughs> gonna you know what, man? Forget Jesse. You are out of this God, next segment, man. Jesse. You are out of it. You are out of this you, next segment. You don't have to worry about me. I'll, I will leave. I'll, listen, I'll take my headset off and everything. One player versus six. One player versus six. We're going to have a Jamal six. Adams conversation. Okay. We're going to wait. We're going to wait. Before we take our first and only break, uh, Jason LaCanfora of CBS came out with his tiers for quarterbacks in 2020. Kurt sent me this. He's got Dak in the second tier ranked 11th, but he's got Carson Wentz ranked 7th. 
one do you guys think that's right? And what the hell is going on with all these rumors about his contract and now they're offering him five years and they're wanting to pay him $35 million. Like, can we just get a deal done? Let's just sign the man. This is your quarterback. Let's just – let's get this done. What do y'all think? It's Great. tricky, man. It's tricky. You say after the break? Know. I thought you was teasing for the break. I'm like, oh, no, great. let's do this now. We can do Jamal Adams after the break. What do you think about all this Dak stuff? Well, think, for me, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I just I think it's hamstrung. The club can't do anything until they get this done. I think even you know if they want to bring in Jamal, that's going to be big money. Anything they want to do now uh, of significance, I don't think they can do anything until they get this done. And, and it sounds like it's going to go right down to the wire, right down to July. I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to get out of this without. <laughs> they're just in such a bad position with it. It's going to be tough. Don't 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 buy into that. They have signed everybody they wanted to sign. Everybody of significance that the Cowboys have wanted to sign, they are signed. Yeah, it's all the only elephant in the room, like Mr. Jones said, is Dak. This, they, everybody of significance is signed. You know, they even got money for CD Lamb and and Trevor. They, they everybody's taken care of. I, I ain't buying that, bro. I ain't buying that. So J- you're not uh, in on done a massive job. Jamal Adams, I thought we were going to wait on that. But since you bring up that superstar stud in the Jets land, (laughs) since you bring up that playmaking beast in the backfield of – Back on to back on the jet. I mean, back on the yeah. jet. Benny and the Jets. I think think the biggest thing when it comes to that contract is – and with Dak, you you have to remember – we have no OTAs. We have no many. We have nothing to talk about. So all of these reports and these people, whether it's Jason Lockerfora or Mike uh, Fisher or, or Mike uh, Folio or who Ian Rappaport, all these guys, they they have to generate. Chris Sims. Chris. Oh my God. They have to generate <laughs> some. They have to generate. Right news population, and we all know. We we've been around long enough to know. What when you're talking about football, who and what team generates the most buzz on any topic? So you can go out there and you can say, you know what, I heard that Dak removed his pinky finger because you know it just it it, it, it just didn't feel right. And all of a sudden it'll be a story, as crazy as it may sound, or whatever it may be, when it deals with the Cowboys and it deals with the quarterback of the Cowboys, you know, people are, are just trying to, to, to have conversation. They're trying to push people to their websites and to their dot coms. And so a lot of these numbers are fabricated. A lot of these, you know, these these rumors are fabricated. A lot of these things are untrue. And, and it's just simply because we have nothing else to talk about. So people start speculating their their shower thoughts. They're sitting on the throne. Number two thoughts all now become <laughs> it becomes tweets. It becomes headlines. It becomes conversations. And because we have nothing else to talk about, there's literally nothing else to talk about. All of these things, they, it, it's, it's like you know, wow. uh, a, a hot summer day in, in, in dry grass. It, it'll catch fire and it'll be a brush fire. And then before you know it, acres and acres of stuff are just burnt up because that's how they want it to do. They want this thing to catch fire and just go. And you know, when it comes to Cowboys conversation, you mention any, any, anything or, or everything about the Cowboys and it will get attention. Speaking of catching fire, mm-hmm. you do not want to get away from this show. We're going to talk about Jamal Adams. And we're going to Y'all talking about Jamal Adams. <laughs> Jamal, baby. Jamal, baby. Go at it. When we come back on the next segment, 
I'm hanging with the boys. The Cowboys way, where Thanksgiving means spending the day with 100,000 of your closest family and friends to watch the game live. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships show us what success looks like. Where we're all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans have the power to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America. Copyright 2019, Bank of America Corporation. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to hanging with the boys. Fellas, since I can't seem to get this done, go to wingstop.com now to get your deliciousness delivered right to your door. Your choice of 11 mouthwatering flavors like zesty lemon pepper, hango habanero, hango mango habanero, or spicy Korean Q, which we were all pleasantly surprised by when they came in studio. All of them are available in boneless or classic Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Jamal Seamless. Adams, the rumors, the ru- I know, I'm going to get that done eventually. <laughs> it may be next year before I get it done, but we'll get that done. Rumors came out, Jamal Adams, the Jets won a first and a third. Of course, the Cowboys... Or, you know, like Jesse said, everyone's looking for a story. And what's sexier in a story than the Cowboys and Jerry Jones being interested in something? They are rumored to be interested in this. That sounds a little bit too rich for for what I'd be willing to give up. What do you guys think? Should the Cowboys be interested in Jamal Adams? And is a first and a third too much to ask? Nate? Yes. This yes, is I your think guy. it should be it. Yeah, yeah, and I love him to death, and 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 uh, we should be interested, uh, but that's about as far as it goes because we're not giving up a first and a third. Uh, I think he's a great player. Uh, he he'll he'll be a big piece to what we're missing, and that is playmakers. I look at is a guy a playmaker. He's a playmaker, but a first and a third, we don't need to give it up. Let's ride with what we got, and let's see how let's see how this pans out. I mean, they still on the contract for two years, so they just posturing. 
you know, and I'm with Jesse on that. You when you posturing like that, the Jets are posturing, uh, the kid is posturing, the agent, they just posturing. You're under contract for the next two years. They already told him a year early. We taking your fifth, your fifth year. So it's about having fun and, and keeping the rumor mill going. I mean, be interested, but unless they give you to him, which they ain't, don't even worry about it. <laughs> so you wouldn't you wouldn't entertain the thought for for any picks. You're just saying. We'll take the nah. contract. Nah. Okay. Nah, just it, it, right now. I mean, we don't know what's happening in this in this new world we're living in. Uh, and he's on the contract. He's going into his fourth year, and they have already accepted his fifth year. So they, he can talk, he's moan, right. groan all he want. He ain't going no well at least for another year. Kurt, yeah, what do you think? Well, I don't think they will either. It's like y'all are saying. It's just talk, you know, getting the rumor mill started. But even if they wanted him, I mean, he's already said he wants to be the highest paid safety. So you're talking about a minimum of $15 million, and the Cowboys aren't going to do that. Can't do that again. That's kind of why I brought up their hamstrung a little bit with Dak. They can't make a move like that until they get Dak to him. So, um, yeah, I think it's just talk. He's not coming here. Jesse, do you even want to comment? <laughs> the voice of reason. <laughs> you guys know where I've stood on this whole thing of the Jamal Adams. And I'm not saying that Jamal Adams is not a good player. But the thing that He's kinda, a great you know, player. The thing that whatever. The thing the thing <laughs> The thing that right. the thing that okay. the thing that, that boils okay. my blood a little bit when it comes to the Jamal Adams whole conversation is partly what Nate was talking about, how we're still under contract. But two People always say, oh, he's a great leader and we need his leadership and, and so on and so forth. And, and, and this is the thing that kind of gets me a little bit annoyed with Cowboy fans is there are 10% of Cowboy fans that have seen five Jets games or more in the last three years since he's been in the league. You, they, they, they just aren't out there. People aren't watching Jets games. So when people say, oh, he's a great leader and he would be a great leader for this locker room, you have no clue what type of leader he is. You're only going off the hearsay that you hear other people say. And you don't know if his leadership skills will fit in this locker room. I, I, I get so irritated when people just think you can just plug and play players all over the place. There is a level of things that have to happen. Like, you know, does he fit here schematically? Will he be a good fit in the locker room? Jamal Adams is a very loquacious, a very outspoken kind of player. I don't know if that will go well in the locker room. You know, once he gets in front of the media here, like in New York, and I think even more here because of the team that he will be playing for, everything he say will be magnified to the hundredth degree. And if he starts calling guys out and saying different things, how will that fare in the locker room? You don't know that his leadership style will fit in this locker room with these players. And, you know, my, my biggest thing is, is that what does he bring in, in the sense of, yeah, he could play in the box. I, I don't need another box safety. I don't need a box safety. I need a center fielder. I need a guy who's going to be able to create some turnovers. And in the last three years, since Jamal Adams has been in the National Football League, he has two, let me count them for you, two interceptions. <laughs> so I, I don't know where all of the, the you know, he, he could be a game changer. Uh, listen, when teams, I know that he has about 12 or 14 sacks already. Here's what I know a little bit about football. I don't know much. I know a little bit about a little bit. When your safety has to come down in the box and play in the box, and when your safety has to be used 
on a consistent basis to bring pressure or get pressure to the quarterback, that tells me one thing. Your defensive line and your linebackers are trash. Your defensive front is trash. When you have to consistently bring pressure from the outside and from the third level, from safeties, from corners, it's one thing when you bring it every now and again. But when that's a consistent part of what you do defensively, that tells me that you can't create pressure with the guys that you already have up front. So you have to bring a Jamal Adams into the box and you have to blitz him more because the guys up front are trash. So, you know, when we get to the whole Jamal Adams conversation, I think he's a really good player. I think he's a great player, whatever you want to call it. But I just don't know. People just want to just think. And this is another thing that I learned with the Cowboys fan base. They want Pro Bowls at every level. They want Pro Bowls at corner. They want Pro Bowls at safety. They want Pro Bowls at linebacker. They want Pro Bowls at defensive tackle. They want Pro Bowls at defensive end. They want all pros at left tackle. They want all pros at right tackle. They want the pro all pro center. They want all pro quarterback. They want all pro running back. And they want all pro receivers. And they want a Hall of Fame tight end. Like they want everything to be all pro and above at every position. And you just can't have it that way. Man, Jesse just Okay, so we asked about Jamal and you trashed the whole Jets squad. (laughs) Man, his hometown hometown team up there in Jersey just trashed. Listen, when I start start shooting these slugs, man, anybody can get hit. Anybody can get hit. Yeah, we know, man. You're using a shotgun with nails and tacks and everything in it, bro. (laughs) Just duck. Wow. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt gave me an interesting stat. The Cowboys only blitzed 23% of the time last year, which ranked them 26 in the NFL. Last time that Mike Nolan was a D coordinator in Atlanta, he blitzed 37.9%, one of the highest in the league. Uh, do you think we'll see that here? We've seen success in the past with Jalen Blitzen. We've seen success with Anthony Brown Blitzen, um, you know, Jordan Lewis a little bit back when Orlando was here. You know, they've seen success with the blitz. I think a lot of fans don't think they blitz enough. What do you think we'll see out of Mike Nolan? Blitzing more or not? Well, we'll, we'll see uh, what Jesse said. Oh, let's see what up front brings, you know, in the first three or four games. Let's see what, what they can do up front. You, you, what most teams want to do is bring five. They want to always be in a position to bring five. Now, it's rare when you like San Francisco uh, or the Ravens where you can get four and get constant pressure. But the, the deal is is to bring five. Who that fifth guy is key. You don't want that to be your safety. I'm with you on that, Jess. You don't want that to always be your safety. But if Jalen can bring some consistency uh, from from that outside position, and maybe they may let him be an outside linebacker, maybe they have in the 3-4 concept, that may be where they'll use him a little bit more. And uh, along with the other kid that they brought in, uh, Bradley, Arnea. And so here we go. Let's just wait because we don't know what the scheme is going to be and how they're going to play until we see them practice and play. So when you're blitzing, now I'm asking a dumb football question here. When you're blitzing, are you relying more heavily on your secondary to make sure they've got people covered? And if in doing so, do the do the Cowboys have the personnel to blitz more? Uh, I don't know. You're relying on the guys to get home. That's what right. you want. You're, that's what you're relying on. When you bring pressure, you're relying on the guys to get home because if they don't get home, you're screwed. Like, right. you're screwed. Like <laughs> Because when you bring pressure, nine times out of ten, if the ball is completed, it's probably going to be complete for a first down or a big play because – 
you know, that's just how it's designed. You're, you're, you're banking on, when I bring pressure, getting home. You're not banking on, you know, uh, a pass being covered, you know, completely. I, I want to, I want, when I bring pressure, it's so that I can either get home or speed up the process to an uncomfortable rate for the quarterback. If he's going to take a five-step drop, I don't, I don't want him to be able to get to a five-step drop, set a foot, set a foot in the ground, and then release the ball. I'm expecting that pressure to disrupt the timing of whatever it is they had going on. The first option is get home. We're sending pressure because we want you to get home and get to the quarterback, whether that be a sack, whether that be you know an errant throw, whatever it may be. On the back end, you're just saying, I just need to hold up long enough. I need to hold up long enough that they get home. That's what you're, you're, you're reliant upon that blitz getting home and getting that operation, that time of operation that they normally go through to be interrupted, to be disrupted, and that something goes wrong, whether it's a sack, an errant throw, and then if it's an errant throw, be there on the back end to, to, you know, to intercept it or what, what have you. Your, your first thoughts as a cornerback or uh, safety, whoever that cover guy may be, a uh, uh, dime linebacker, is I can't miss on my first whatever reaction. My jam. Cause, yeah, because if you miss, <laughs> it's over. It's over. So, yeah, so you can't miss on that. If you're like, I'm jamming this guy, do not miss. Do not miss. If you're going to play off on this guy and come up and jump the rock, do not miss. Because if you miss – Normally, you got what Minnesota got is a guy looking around and have who had a great year, only to be dogged out at the rest of the year. <laughs> Touch <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question to close out the show, non-football related. This is our quarantine question for the week. What is the longest you have gone without taking a bath or a shower since you've been in quarantine? I will go first. I have reached three days has been my match. Kurt. <laughs> no wonder your wife wants you to go to the pub or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You smell like, you smell like the bar. <laughs> Kurt. Uh, you know, I can't go a full day. Now, I've gone most of a day, you know, and maybe before bed, pop in the shower, but I can't go more than one really? day without yeah, I just, I don't know what it is. But uh, uh, if it, if, at so most, it might be a and most of it might be a day and a half, but I, I can't. I got to get in there and get cleaned up. Sorry. Jesse, you probably take two or three showers a day with your cleanliness. Well, and, and then I've, I've really been hitting my workouts really hard. So running and getting my garage workouts in. So, I mean, if it happens, maybe a day, maybe like that Saturday to Sunday type deal. Because I kind of my rest days in between there. But nothing more than that. I'm, I'm in the shower. I'm in the shower constantly. All right, Nate. Too fat. Safe. Too fat not to shower, bro. <laughs> okay? I'm sweating right here drinking coffee talking to y'all. Too fat not to shower. Fat, fatty stinks, brother. Uh, uh, all right, fellas. Hey, I, I know we took y'all away from your holiday. I'm sure y'all have tons of things to go do. So we'll get out of here a little bit early. Thanks for jumping on and uh, bringing Everybody get close to their thing so that Shannon can feel at home. Everybody get the head closer. Hey, Shannon. Stop it. Stop. Stop. (laughs) Remember what today is all about. Have a great Memorial Day. Kurt, Jesse, Nate, thanks for jumping on with me. Beam, thanks for for taking a break from the kids and the family today. We appreciate you. We will be back next Monday. Hopefully, we're a little bit closer to football. Go Cowboys. Thanks for tuning in to Hanging with the Boys.
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!